You guys get it. You guys get it. Welcome back to Dong City, June 29th, our 20th show, 2020. 20th show. I don't know how the hell we got here with no baseball, but we are here. Vince Mercandetti, Henry Maldonado, and do we have a show today? Vince, what's up, buddy? Man, if you told me we'd go 20 shows or 19 shows, I guess, without actually talking baseball, I probably wouldn't have agreed to this, but here we are. Uh, It is Monday, but it's hump day because everyone should be horny about some baseball talk. And we have a lot coming to you today. Henry, we are going to go over the key baseball dates for the season. Um, We're going to go over, just refresh some of the rules and policies going into this year. It's going to be a weird year. And, of course, we're going to talk about notable player pools because we had some rosters get leaked and stuff like that. Uh, Most of the 60-man rosters, I think, if not all of them, have now been announced. And then, of course, we're going to discuss actual real baseball that is actually planned on a schedule with the Yankees and Nationals opening night. Uh, That we'll get to before the show is over. How are you doing? You have had a busier day than me today. I have had an extremely busy day. uh, Just We only got on about, what, five minutes before we had to go live? (laughs) Yeah, you were really pushing it. (laughs) Yeah, busy day, busy weekend. Uh, My son graduated – High school, which is an awesome accomplishment. He's also in our group. Vince, it was your birthday yesterday, so happy uh, birthday over Zoom now. Thank you. Yep, absolutely. And how did uh, you enjoy it? Sat in a pool for like six hours yesterday, watching uh, watching some government press conferences. Always exciting, and ate a shitload of food. So that was the best part. I saw that uh, that Yankee cake, which looked pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, the, the wife knows how to bring it. She made a Yankee-themed cake, three layers, peanut butter and chocolate, whole nine yards, gained four pounds. Most of it's gone as of this morning, which is great. She should uh, have uh, She should have texted me or called me. I would have told her to make a dong-shaped cake and just <laughs> make gonna, if you're If you're in Florida next, which is probably not anytime soon, no. I will, uh, I'm will. i going to make her make a, a themed dong city cake. Oh, of course. Yeah, but you're right. No time soon. <laughs> yeah, not, not anytime soon. Uh, I don't even know if the Marlins and Rays will be here anytime soon, but baseball will be here soon. That's what we're here to discuss. Um, so let's get right into it here. We, and totally patriotic today, I, uh, I got to tell you, I know last week, last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the 60-game schedule, and I was like, I don't know if I care that much. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm going to be excited when baseball comes because of all the, that, all the like, you know, bad blood between owners and players. That is all out the window this week for me. We're off on the shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I was totally overplaying my cards there. I can't be more excited for baseball um, if it's canceled before. The, I don't want to hear that in the comments section. It's not going to be it, that it's going to be canceled before opening day. I don't. Yes, we know it's a possibility. I'm not choosing to think that way. If it's canceled, no harm, no foul. But I am excited for baseball. I brought out the Fourth of July hat since we're at Fourth of July will be before our next show. Of course, we got baseball life in the background, the patriotic version. So centered. Here we are. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Alan, for joining the show. And many more, I'm sure, will trickle in. So let's get into it, Henry. I got I to gotta love, love Eddie's intro since we fucked with him and we told him that's how he's got an intro. He, he brings it every week, just like it. I love it. Hey, guys, it's Eddie every time. It reminds me of like when you're on Zoom, like a corporate call, when people are like, hey, it's so-and-so. And I'm yeah. like, I, I see your name right there. Um, yeah, Eddie bringing it, our biggest fan. We love him. So... Uh, 
Eddie, we're going to get into right now these, these key dates we've got. They've come trickling in. We've got a little bit of a calendar forming now. Um, 7-1, of course, which is just in two days, is when spring training is going to reopen officially. Summer training. <laughs> yes, summer training. Good point. Um, do we know, does everyone have a site yet? Like, I know the Blue Jays weren't sure where they were going to go. Is, ever, is that determined? I don't think so, especially now with Arizona, Florida, and Texans getting hit hard. I mean, that's – a lot of teams. Yeah. Well, we know Mets are usually in Port St. Lucie, I think, and the Yankees are usually in Tampa. They're both in New York now because New York's better, better numbers in Florida. So half, half the league is in Arizona. So yeah. So um, I don't know the details on that. If if any of you guys know where uh, the Jays are playing or the Rays or the Marlins or anything like that, let us know. Um, but we do know 7-1 is when the camp's open. I think they have until 7-3 to report those. So it's like a little two-day window there, three-day window. Um, we have an opening night, which is maybe the most exciting part. We're going to get to that in more detail by the end of the show. But that's Yankees at defending champion Nationals in D.C. Uh, that is 7-23, so about three and a half weeks from today. That one surprised um, me. What's that? I, that surprised me. I thought they would go uh, World Series rematch, even given the circumstances. Well, they wouldn't play each other, though. I mean, this year, the way it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to – I mean, I guess it makes the most sense if you're doing East versus East. Um, I mean, well, I, you could know go what back. it was? I think that what they were doing is the World Series winner – versus the team that they should have actually been playing. Right, yeah. They disqualified the Astros, which is the easiest explanation. I didn't realize the first time in 15 years Yankees are playing the defending champs on opening day. That's pretty interesting. I yeah, know. not since the 05 Red Sox after they uh, after they probably cheated to win their title. Um, but, yeah, so 723, uh, Scherzer versus Cole. Be very excited I, to break I'm that I'm looking one. forward to – Four innings from each pitcher, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I've got more thoughts on that as we discuss the matchup. Um, and then, of course, the rest of the opening days are going to follow. So that's a Thursday night. Rest of opening day is set for Friday, I believe. That's like the official opening day for all of baseball. Yeah, we don't have a calendar yet, though. They didn't uh... – No, no schedule. We should – that definitely has to come next week because they announced it would be this week. So next week's show, just as a quick tease – We'll actually be breaking down the schedules, uh, make predictions because we'll have schedules, stuff like that. Um, so it'll be an intense baseball show. This well, one we're we're, we're going to have an official prediction show for sure. Yeah, official predictions, uh, thoughts, schedule. I'll give you Vegas odds. We could discuss those sorts of stuff, that sort of stuff. Um, 729, so six days after the opening night, five days after opening day for most people, that's your service time cutoff date which I found fascinating. So oh, the, the usual manipulation of ARB time, you just have to wait one week, like like six days, <laughs> and that's it. Ridiculous. It's just stupid. Get rid of it. Yeah, players have to spend 61 out of 66 possible days on the roster this year. So A lot of players are going to be pissed off. Yeah, for sure. That's got – I mean, that, that there's a million reasons you can hold a guy down for five days. Like you said, you that has manipulation written all over it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, two, so the way the roster works, I don't know if we've ever talked about this yet. It starts with a 30 man roster. Yes. After two weeks, it drops to 28. And after two weeks after that, it drops to 26. So four weeks into the season, it's actually back to the 26 man roster that we talked about. Although we'll get into the rules more there. The 40 man is now a 60 man. We'll talk about that in more detail. 
I'm a little surprised they did that. I'm so I thought they would go with a 30 man at least for sure. Yeah, the whole, I thought it was going to be the whole season. I mean, you're talking about 60 games in 66 days. It's you're asking a lot from these players. Right. I guess I don't. I guess we can talk about the. Uh, I don't know how it works with. Is it just as easy as swapping guys from the 60 to the 26? Um, or do they have to like I DFA it, them and stuff? It, I don't know about DFA, but it's similar to the the 40 man roster. They have to be on your roster in order for you to. Yeah, yeah. Shuffle them back and forth. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. And and, I, and that's why a lot of teams haven't finalized their 60. Right. Yeah, I know the Braves, among some other teams, were still like figuring their stuff out as of today. There's a lot of teams, uh, a lot of teams that haven't figured it. The Mets haven't finalized it. The Yankees, yeah. I think, had 58. 58. Uh, I think they're yeah, that, there was a few. There's a lot of teams that haven't finalized their roster yet. Orioles had 44. Uh, Mets, considering Tebow, <laughs> cracks me up. Uh, <laughs> they can't be serious with that yeah. one. Yeah, CJ and Chris, welcome. Nice to have you, CJ. Um. So we have, uh, yeah, so. Chris finally made it. I think this is Chris's first time watching live with us. He finally I agree. Is that his? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, 8.31, the trade deadline. <laughs> so you're talking everything's so condensed. I don't, I, I just say don't have a trade deadline. I agree. Well, so we'll go into the next one. 9-15 is the postseason eligibility deadline, which I think you do need a postseason eligibility deadline, but that should I'm also okay be with the that. trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that. I just think having a, a trade deadline one month into the season is foolish. Yeah, and two weeks before the postseason. Like, just combine them. Like, why do yeah. we need two different dates? It's not because we don't have a waiver deadline anymore either. So you know what's going to happen? Somebody's going to get hurt or somebody's going to – there's going to be something that happens in those yeah. two weeks that affects it. Well, someone's going to test positive, <laughs> like right in that Oh, time dude, would you yeah. imagine that? If somebody tests positive it's, right it, after it, they get it, traded – Aaron Judge will test positive the day after the deadline for the rosters. <laughs> Guaranteed. That's like a, that is definitely happening. I'm sure there's a medical exemption in there, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, 927 is still the end of the regular season. So that actually did not change. That's why we have a 60 game season and not longer than that. So, well, that's not why we have a 60 game. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm surprised at that one, but I'm okay with it. With the caveat, the owners 100% decided 927 was still going to be the last day. I think at this point, we just want to see baseball. Um, yeah, absolutely. We'll start um, picking it later on. But. Yeah, well, so we'll, we'll mix this into the new rules refresher. I'm a little excited for a sprint. We've never seen a baseball sprint before. Yeah. You know, where every, I mean, every game, this is what football's got over baseball for eternity is every single football game matters because there's so few of them. Yeah. It drives ratings, it drives attendance, it drives everything. Yeah. Now baseball gets a little t- – I mean, 60 games, not 16, but baseball's not football. This is, this is as close as you get. I, I'm excited to see what the vibe is as the season goes on. You're talking um, about a third of the actual season. It's Yeah, I, I don't plan on missing a game. It's going to be death if, if I have to miss a game this year, whereas when it's 162, I probably miss 15 or 20 games a year. So I- – I don't. I actually watch 162. Do you like in real time? Really watch 162 games. If it's like, if I miss a game or if there's a day game, I'm listening to it, and John Sterling has my ears bleeding. Um, But (laughs) I mean, I literally catch 162 games. I'm always following what will happen, but if it's like Yankees Royals and you know 
I don't know, early June and Yankees are four games up in the standings. Like, I'm not necessarily watching that if I've got better plans. I'll watch it where you'll catch me as if, uh, say, there's a family function, you know, dinner and it's a Saturday and there's a Saturday game. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I'll get a little slick and I'll pop it on my phone at the table or something. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in tune with 162 games. That's awesome. That was me. Like, college, I, I was or watching life. every single one for sure. Or life. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, though, I'm, you know, I'm still like a 140-plus guy. Um, CJ, speaking of that, asking we'll get a full season in playoffs. I, I think we will, and I've seen this. This has been a conversation I've had with some of the other admins we've had in the group. Um, I think at this point, now that they have made an agreement, we've got a season decided in a few days while the schedule decided, it's going to take a death of a player to stop this season. And I mean that like almost not facetiously at all. Mm-hmm. It's going to take something major for Rob Manford to say, this is out of hand. We have to stop because now everyone's in. And I think, I really think we're going to get a full season in playoffs unless COVID really does come. Like if COVID comes back to the North and starts hitting that, like it's hitting the South right now, you can start talking me into it, but I don't know when that's going to happen. And I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen before like November or anything. So uh, for now, yeah, I, I totally believe we're having a full season playoffs. I agree. I, I, I think there's a possibility of players getting the Rona and quarantine happening and, and key players being missed. And, you know, we can always say, Hey, this hurt this team and this hurt that team. But like you said, unless that second wave comes hard, especially in the Northeast, um, I think, they cry about money to show up. What do you think they're going to do now? They're just going to, they're going to keep, keep on. There's a, yeah. there's a, there's a quote floating out there about this. Yes. And I hate to be morbid about it, but the deaths would also have to skyrocket. Like it's one thing that people testing positive. It's another thing when they're dying. And I agree with you. Players are going to test positive. I want everyone to understand that right now. Like as we go through the season, players will be positive. They'll have to be quarantined, stuff like that's all going to happen. But so far, They've either been asymptomatic or mild for the most part. And I think that's what baseball expects. And they've already planted those seeds with some quotes from ownership, from owners, from players. Everyone kind of expects it to a degree. So when we see these COVID cases, you don't need to freak out. Like the Jays had five people talk yeah. positive. I don't know. That, you know. None of them are going to the hospital. Again, I hate to minimize it like that, but I think that's how Major League Baseball is thinking about it. You're, you're right. I know Charlie Blackman tested positive. Um they said a Mets player tested positive today. I think a Texas Ranger tested positive. They didn't uh, reveal who they were. And we're going to get a lot of that. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more from a health perspective, I'm more concerned about the older managers and right. the older, it, the older guys the on the staff, you yeah. know, like the trainers and, and those people behind the scenes that are older. Those are the guys I really worry about. And I hope they have a plan for it. Yeah. Not Aaron Boone. He's strong and dumb as an ox. So he's well, not if Aaron Boone got the Rona and then he wasn't managing the Yankees for a bit, I would have no problem whatsoever. I'm all in on Matt Blake. Let him be the manager, too. Um, I, yeah. Like I said, piss people off and bring Beltran back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to make that higher somehow. Uh, MLB will give an exemption. And, uh, yeah, I, Clint Frazier, by the way, again, going to hit 350, and then he's going to get Rona and, and then come back and hit, like, 120 and then sprain his ankle. That's yeah, there's a lot of things that's going to happen. <laughs> Make these predictions as this show goes on. You know what um, would be cool, and I'm just throwing this out there live, of course, as I do, but it would be cool to have some fans of uh, some of the other teams as their full rosters get announced, you know, just to get their input to see, you know, I know we got a lot of Cubs fans. I'd like to have a Cubs fan on. 
and yes, let us yes. know when their roster is complete what they think. Um, you know, we're Yankee guys, so we there's guys that were excited like Michael King and and Lewis Gill who's on there. They were like, okay, we may see these guys, and I'm sure fans of other teams are experiencing the same thing. So we'd like to have some of you guys on. Yeah, for sure. And I was thinking, I was trying to think of that earlier today, Henry. Uh, you know, we can talk about the interesting, and we will tonight, talk about the interesting players around the Yankee 60 men, maybe the teams that they're playing. But I want to hear from all of the teams and, you know, fa- no better than fans to, to bring that to me. I'm pretty good with top prospects, but as far as their playing time, how they might be utilized, if they're just there for the ride, like that's the stuff we want to hear from fans and their fan bases. And we'll be doing that here throughout spring training. So. So, Renee, Renee just joined it. I'm just – this is my obligatory – Renee, we're getting a team <laughs> Puerto Rico comment. So. That's – yeah, that's not where the Jays are going. I can guarantee that. They're not going to Puerto Rico this year. Oh, here we go. <laughs> See, he just left the comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming in high. John, you've got a question. We're going to get to that um, before the end of the show. We'll definitely talk about players opting out, what our what thoughts are on the rosters. Let's get into the policy or the uh, rules here, mm-hmm. rules and policies. So to reiterate, I know a lot of you know this. I also know a lot of you will probably hear this or not be watching the show right now, and we'll ask it throughout the weeks, but we're going to say it right now. Um, here's the new rules. Universal DH, that passed. So we've got Universal DH, AL, and NL. Uh, Suck it. Yeah, if you support Universal DH, this is your dream. If you don't, get a better dream. Suck um, it. Yeah, we've got Universal DH. It's going to be great. I pro- That's my promise to NL fans. You are going to love it by the end of the year. Yep. So, so they, gave us, they give us that beautiful, beautiful rule, and then they follow it up with? Runner starts on second in extra innings. <laughs> so, idea. Yeah. And, and it's not, so, so here's the thing with that. I – got excited because we have a few speedsters on our team. Maybe Tyler Way can finally put some value to his ass because he sucks when he's in the he, – he's a quadruple A player is what he is. Right. So I'm thinking – the minute that comes out, I say, okay, good. We have a few speedsters. We have Brett Gardner. We have Tyler Way. Extra innings, pop them at second base. We're good to go. Then it comes down that. Yeah, so here's the interesting thing. I didn't know this until today. Assigned runners are the previous out. Now, why that's important is you have to sub a player basically every time you want to pinch runner in extra innings. Now, by four weeks into the season, half you know, a little less than halfway through the season, you're down to 26 players. We're not talking an endless bench. It's not like a 40-man call-up. You don't have to sub it, but what happens is what will happen is you'll have managers that are too smart for their own good and they'll try to sub their speed guy to make the last out or get on base yeah. in the inning before. It's going to create a strategy that's going to backfire more than it will. And I wonder if it's necessarily going to be in the beginning of the inning. Like, say you've got a moderately fast guy who's important to the lineup on second. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first batter grounds out to second, runner advances to third. Maybe that's when you sub in a Tyler Wade type or a speed burner. Um, because then you're talking fly ball, you score a run. Like it yeah. may not just be, hey, we've got a we've got extra innings. There's a guy on second. Let's make sure he scores on a yeah. single. There's because a lot that, of work, yeah. that guy on second might be Stan. <laughs> you know, that that might be someone. Chris might be Bryant. Gary. Yeah, yeah, it might be someone in the middle of the lineup who might have decent but not great speed. And then you're talking, he's out for the rest. Of the day. If this goes deep innings, you know, he's out for the rest of the game. If he's great on defense, Mookie Betts, he's out for the rest of the game. I don't know why you'd pinch on Mookie, but you know, that's I, an I hate the rule. I hate it even more with that caveat. 
I could I I, I would have come around to it had it been you can choose the guy to run. Yeah, I like it. Like, um, I guess it's not the same exactly as like NHL shootouts, but NHL shootouts and overtime, you can decide who's taking the shootout. I think runners on second, you should just decide who gets to run from second. If you're really doing this rule and it's so cheap, if you're doing this rule for the, you know, to end games quicker, why wouldn't you want the fastest guy there every time? I don't know if you remember early in the season. Now, it may have even been before Corona. I came up with the idea to have a home run derby and extra innings. Yeah. And sadly, I've come around to that now over this. I think that's a better way to entertain us. You have a home run derby. It'll be entertaining as hell. Fans will get out of their seats. They'll get to go home early. They'll love it. They'll leave the ballpark just like amazed, like, fuck, yeah, you know. Yeah. That's something, too. The Yankees would go, like, 7-1 and one in those games and have, like, four injuries because of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we've got the, you know, so far a mixed bag. I like Universal DH, runner on second's kind of stupid, 30-player roster we talked about. That comes with a 60-player taxi squad, which I like. Uh, I don't know. How I, do you I like the that? 60. I don't like the 26. Yes, I agree. I, I think it should stay fun. 30 all year. That's what we discussed back in February. I, I love the 60. I, I think it, it gives you a lot to play with as a general manager. Um, I just I, – I don't like the 26. I think that just sucks, and people are going to be manipulating it left and right. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, is that on our list? Yeah, so the, 10, the IL is back to 10 games. It was actually going to be 15 again, but because of the shortened season now, it's back to 10, which is what it was last year. Um, still shorter than the quarantine period. Right. Yeah, the quarantine's 14 days. They also have a special COVID IL, which I guess I'm trying to figure out how that would be shorter than 10 games. But I guess Unless because why can... have an extra one if it's longer than 10 games? Yeah, I don't get that one unless they can somehow backtrack it, which they'll be full of shit and they'll be lying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I, that I don't get it. Actually, that's a good question for, for our people listening too. why is there a separate COVID one? So when we have a 10 day IL and you need to be quarantined for two weeks with COVID, you know what I think? Um, it could be something like, so I had it and week one, first few days was torture. I was feeling better and stronger. So I'm guessing if guys are feeling better before the quarantine period, maybe they'll kind of you know, give them some leeway there. It's not a bad, no. yeah. The only yeah. thing I can really think that makes sense. Well, COVID policies though, we can dip into that a little bit while we're on the subject. So there, there's, this is kind of boring. I'm going to try and summarize it as best I can. It's like reading. Yes, we don't want to lose listeners. <laughs> yeah. So they are requiring temperature checks. Um, and then there's obviously social distancing, all that crap we've talked about before. But players take temperatures using their, I don't know why it specifies personal digital thermometer. Like, who gives a shit? They're, they're taking their temperature. Twice earlier in the day, every day, they're going to take their temperature before entering the stadium. Uh, and then they'll be screened again when they enter the stadium. Any player 100.4 degrees or higher is not permitted. Um, and then they have to take a test if they have a fever. And then the test obviously decides whether or not they have to be quarantined. The test that doesn't come back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know what happens in that time period. I yeah, see it's weird because even if let's say a player takes takes a test on the fir- August first, doesn't come back for three days, so now it's August fourth. So you can backdate it then, but it's still going to be more than the ten day 
Yeah. I don't get it. And with the 60 person squad, I'm interpreting this to affect that to affect them because if um, players and coaching staff get tested every other day as is, I assume that's those players. Because yeah. if you're getting tested twice a day before a game and once when you enter the stadium, then obviously you're also getting tested every other day. Correct. Which doesn't make sense. Why don't you just leave it every single day? Right. Why, yeah, why not just test once test daily and once when you enter the stadium? Seems yeah. logical to me, but whatever. Um, and then the locker rooms allegedly are six feet apart. Uh, social distancing, which is great. Obviously a no-brainer. Players can sit in the stands since there's no fans. Obviously a no-brainer. Uh, that I'm interested. I'm interested to see how that looks. Yeah, I am too. They, what would be awesome? I don't think they'll do this, but what would be awesome is if you put the players behind home plate in the stands. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're rooting for their own team, and we're yeah. watching them root for their own team. I, that I would like be cool that. to me. Like now we could see which players are you know like like get a Shelly Duncan, put him in the that, that'd be sweet. He'd be flipping a shit. Um, you you, have, you fill this. You start filling the stands with like you know rejects and, and uh, old players. <laughs> yeah. You know the D squad. Pay the minor leaguers like extras. Have them sit in the in stands who didn't make the sixty man. Everyone who's on the sixty has to be in the stands. <laughs> yeah, that, now we're talking. That would be fun. Um, those guys have to stay in shape. At least I can understand that. And and they have to fill it like the KBO. They have to fill it with the stuffed animals in between. Yeah, I want weird shit like a Japanese game show to be in those stands along with the players. So, um, yeah, strict boarding and deplaning rules, two negative COVID tests. Uh, you need two negative COVID tests taken at least 24 hours apart to be re-permitted after testing positive. Okay. And I, and I think that comes with an automatic 14-day quarantine. Uh, and you also need no fever for at least 72 hours, no respiratory symptoms, and that's determined by a doctor or team medical staff. So, Yankee I wonder if it's going to be an if it's going to be an independent doctor or the team doctor. Uh, I thought I saw something. Uh, so, a team physician and a joint committee consisting of two doctors and one non-medical representative from MLB and the MLBPA deem a person does not pose a risk of spreading infection. So it seems like it's like a three-party system, one of which is appointed by MLB. I can totally get on board with Chris's comment in the comment section. She said, why don't we sit Hooter girls behind home plate? I see, if you watch basketball, I think this is the time to incorporate basketball into our everyday life. And that includes, Chris, like basically <laughs> scantily clad cheerleaders being involved in, in sports. Of course, by their choice, you know. Right. Yeah. With their consent. Right. Uh, look, it's a bad economy. Like they're going to get paid. It's mutual. Everyone wins. Um, what else do we have in this comment section? Pop. And I love it. Uh, yeah. We'll look like a little league world series. Kind of awesome. Um, so what I was telling Vince off, off screen is that I'm more interested to see how the sound of the game is going to change. Um, I'm really, really interested. So you, you know, players always talk about how they feed off of the fans and the sound of the game to us when you're there and when you're on TV, you're used to the fans, you're used to the announcers, well, the good ones shutting up and letting the game speak for itself when things happen. And now you're going to have an empty stadium. The pop of the glove is going to be louder. The crack of the bat, everything is just going to sound different. And I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to be. 
I agree. Uh, yeah, this is like the true crack of the bat season. Like, if you can't hear it, like, we're, we should know based on how it sounds, the ball's going to be a home run this year. And that's kind of exciting if you're like a huge baseball fan, which if you're watching. I, we, I want some sort of analytical decimal meter next to the exit velo. <laughs> like, this is how it sounded in addition to how hard it was hit. There are like 100 opportunities for MLB to run with this type of stuff. They're going to hit on like two of them. But, it's, uh, but we can think of all of – like, there's so many opportunities for you to, to go crazy over this. Chris was joking. I'm not. I really – I like the idea of Hooters people, uh, girls in the stands. Maybe guys too, but, you know, Hooters girls are going to boost ratings, not guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can sprinkle some Chippendale guys for the ladies around the crowd. You know, I'm sure <laughs> you can make it work. 2020, it has to be like morbidly <laughs> obese next to in shape like the old Patrick Swayze Christmas. No, you, you can make it work. Put a, a couple Lizzo's around and you yeah, can make it, it work, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have, fan, by the way, I'm a big fan of Lizzo. And if these guys knew the shit I'd say in a private chat about her, they, <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of Lizzo. I feel like everyone who's on The Masked Singer should be required to attend baseball games this year to be in the stand. Like, that kind of celebrity, those are the people who should be flooding the stands as much in, as you can with social In their stuff. costumes, though. <laughs> yeah, in their – right. Like, I want everything weird just to – like, you'll tune in. It's like the mass Singer. You'd tune in just because it's so weird. Exactly. You've never seen it before. Yeah, you got to get some quirky shit. Yeah. So, uh, so those are like the extent of the rules as far as COVID goes. Um, players with pre-existing conditions or more susceptible can sit out and retain pay and service time. We're going to get to this with the rosters. Players with family members in that situation can also sit out but don't get paid or retain service time. So an example of that. Which is not cool. Which is not cool. Right. I, I would think there's a compromise there. Apparently the compromise is no compromise. It, it doesn't make sense if you have a legitimate reason you know, familiar wise and you stay home, you don't get paid. That, that just sucks. Well, yeah. And not that I feel sympathy in, in this extreme, but Trout and Cole, for example, both have kids do like right around the next few days when they're due to go back. Um, I mean, if it was a regular season, like you're not going to pay them because their wife's giving birth. Like I, I just, right. that seems kind of crazy. Uh, but that's where we are. So again, I, there's some things that we will, fully admit with COVID and with the policies and everything else, we don't have the answers to, and I'm sure they're there somewhere, or maybe they still have to be worked out, but the players seem to be okay with it. The ones who aren't opting out. So that's where that's at. Um, The other rules, did we get to all of them here? Let's see. I think that's everything. Oh, uh, three batter minimum or five completed innings will be resumed, which I thought this should have been a rule like years ago. It should be a rule, period. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you just finish games that started? But the rule is that if it doesn't reach five full innings, and if you ever watch broadcasts, a lot of times the announcer's like, it's an official game. That's what that means. If it didn't finish five innings, you just start the game all over basically as a doubleheader. Now they're just going to continue it, which the 2008 World Series, the only one I can think of because it was the World Series that they did that. Maybe the 2009 one as well? When it ever rained? When it, when it snowed in uh... – it was snowing and raining in Philly. I don't I think, remember that. I think something happened in 2009. Uh, 08 was Rays Phillies. No, that had the, the continued game, which I'm assuming the Phillies won, but I don't remember. But uh, yeah, I mean eight. Why did I say nine? You're right. It's it's yeah, eight. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the only time I remember that ever happening. But in the regular season, they wouldn't have played that game continuous. They would have just can't. They would have just redone it or canceled it if it wasn't necessary. I hate, I hate that World Series, by the way, because there's no way you couldn't tell me that that Rays team was better. That Rays team was much better than that Philly team and should have won their championship. I loved watching that Rays team, man. That's they were managed well. They 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 did everything well. They pitched well. They hit well. That Rays team should have won. Such great baseball to watch you know they did everything exciting they were young they were athletic like you said they stole a lot of like it was just you don't those teams don't exist anymore it was everything Moneyball was trying to get Oakland to be (laughs) yeah and it all came together in one like immediately for the Rays all together at once and that was awesome to see Uh, I was obviously rooting for the Rays first of all they took out the Red Sox that year and second of all being uh i wasn't in florida yet but i have always had a soft spot for the rays and uh and the phillies are just whatever yeah and um, the rays have continued that success i mean the smartest team in the game in yeah they've sustained it ever since so so and then of course the last rule not really a rule change either but position players can uh can pitch whenever originally we had a ban i think it was like the ninth inning on or something yeah. or whatever and a three better minimum which was implemented for 2020 remains implemented so you I'm have to, to see that one. Yeah, except ending an inning, which again, that feels like a cop out. I support it because I don't love the three batter minimum, but that feels like a. What cop do you out. mean? What do you mean? You, it's three batter minimum unless you end an inning. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So if there's two outs, so if you bring in somebody <laughs> with two outs and they make the last out, they don't have to come back out. Correct. The fuck is the point of the rule then? Right. It's basically like if you're struggling and you suck, like you're going to really suck. Like there's nothing you can do to pull the plug on that except fake an injury. Which That's I almost like if you have a guy that you know has a few pitches in and you bring him in with two outs, he's either going to give it up or he's going to get the out and either way he doesn't come back. Right. Eh, I don't like that one. It's uh, By the way, John mentioned um, there needs to be competitions for players tracking down foul balls the fastest, which I think is a hilarious concept. I'm okay with that. The freeze in Atlanta – like, that's the kind of stuff that, to me, is such a great Man, form of energy. I love the freeze. I love yeah. that dude. Me too. I just love seeing – you don't realize how athletic athletes are, and the freeze is a former athlete. Mm-hmm. You don't realize the difference between athletic people and normal people until you watch stuff like that. You just see yeah. some, like, fat ass fall on his face and lose by, like, 35 seconds. Freeze, freeze occasionally loses. He gets, like, two or three losses during the season, and that's always fun, too. Yeah, it, yeah. It, sometimes it's close. It, either way, you're winning. Like, if he blows them out, it's embarrassing for that yeah. guy, and everyone loves it. And if it's close, then it's a great competition. So, I love it. Uh, so, yeah, so those are our policies. <clears throat> now, the rosters is the main update that we got this week. And I think that so far, it's been at least a little interesting. I won't say unpredictable, but it's been a little interesting. We have so far, Henry, Wander Franco, who never played above A-ball. He's on the 60-man for the Rays, which I terrifies love me. He's not going to play, but it still terrifies me. I just purchased a Wander Franco rookie card. I'll find it, but it's Did up you? there somewhere. How much was it? Yeah. Uh, maybe 20 bucks or so. Yeah, here it goes. Yep, there it is. And I also I ended up getting the Roberto Clemente Javi Baez card. That's awesome. Yeah, if you watch that show, uh, Dwayne showed us that. Yeah, and I bought a Jason Dominguez rookie card. Nice. Who, by the way, is not. There's two slots left, but he's not on the Yankee roster. Yeah, uh, 
I got two Jason Dominguez ones. Is another one. Nice. Yeah. I, it kind of it's kind of like the stock. Like I would just buy you buy ten like hot rookies if they're only yeah. twenty bucks. One of them mm-hmm. is going to pay you back. Wanda um, Franco was definitely on my get list. Yeah, so Franco's on the raise. The Indians took Nolan Jones, big-time prospect. Reds took Nick Lodolo. The Tigers took both Casey Mize and Matt Manning, their two top pitching prospects. I'm surprised they took Casey Mize so soon. Yeah. I, 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 I thought they would wait till next year. I think a lot of it, though, is they just want them to get the exposure. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> they want them to see – because it's either – the thing about the 60-man is – if you're not on the immediate roster, the 26 to 30, depending on where we are in the year, that the other players are still going to be at either a spring training facility or minor league facility, wherever they've designated. They're still be working out doing intra-squad games. Yeah. So they're still playing, which for some of these guys, like I think uh, probably Mize and Franco in particular, guys who have never played above A-ball, um, that's why they're doing that. It's just so they can get experience against other guys with talent rather than nothing, because the alternative is nothing. You just don't do anything, because there's no minor leagues. I, I have a feeling we'll see Wanda Franco play this year. You um, really you, – uh, maybe as I, like a pinch runner. I, I can't – I mean – Something. There has to be something to let that kid get his feet wet, man. He's too talented, and I know they have a ton of guys on their roster that can fill multiple roles. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I – we'll see Wanda. There'll be an injury. There'll be something that, that has him playing for a week or so. It's the race, so I wouldn't put it past them. CJ voice shaming me, by the way. I just saw that. Complimenting your, your accent. Uh, CJ, I lived in New York for 10 months, so I wasn't going to pick up an accent. I grew up in New Jersey. and I got it. Yeah, although it won't stop my wife from making fun of my Dude, fun of New York accents anyway. You know, I used to think it was, it was bullshit, um, but when I go places and, and you know, people are like, you're from New York, right? I'm like, yeah, why? Eh, your accent. I'm like, it's not a fucking accent, but yeah. You're straight out of a Tim's advertisement. Yeah, I, I really am. <laughs> like ni- 96, you know, 96 brought me. I mean, look at my shirt, bro. I mean, <laughs> 96, you know, right out of hip hop, right before the shiny suits, you know, Tim's baggy pens and, you know. Yeah, I uh, whatever accent I had or dialect, whatever you want to refer to it as, it went away when I became a broadcast journalism major anyway. But I never had one to begin with. I, I didn't even say anyways. Anyways has always pissed me off. That's a New Jersey thing. I don't know why they had an S for no reason. There's space in the internet for my voice, for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You could do a voiceover of, like, <laughs> basically anyone from New York, even if they're Puerto Rican or not. <laughs> it's just what that's I, I can yeah you know, I can do a mean Italian from Brooklyn accent. Yeah, they there's not that much difference. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so Mays and Man or Mize and Manning the Tigers. That's a good one. Alex Manoa and Nate Pearson, Blue Jays top prospect. Pearson, I actually think there's a scenario I could see him pitching. Uh, and Nationals uh, Jackson Rutledge, their top one of their top prospects. Obviously, a guy like Carter Kaboom is also on the roster. So, uh, Either Kaboom or Kaboom? Kaboom, yeah. I think you're I right. Always, I always his brother, it. too. Yeah. Uh, Rutschman and Torkelson, I'm sure I'm butchering one of those names, the top two, the top picks from the last two years, they're not on their rosters right now, but allegedly, this is the other thing, they're going to add them as the year goes on. Uh, one of them, I think Torkelson hasn't even signed his contract yet. 
So, uh, but those guys are the first round guys are just now starting to get to their contract signings. Yeah. And uh, in Rutzman's case, the Orioles only have 44 players committed right now. So I think they only have 44 players in their entire organization. <laughs> Probably true. Yeah. They just, man, you, that draft really must have screwed a team like that up. I want to know what happened to Noah. I, I posted a, a quick Orioles troll post and tagged him in it. He never responded. Penrod? Yeah. Yeah. I see him around every so often. I haven't seen him in a while, though. Um, but every so often, I, I don't see him in baseball life that often. Um, by the way, uh, Aristus Aquino, maybe my favorite non-Yankee because he single-handedly won me a fantasy championship when I picked him up last year. 19 home runs in 56 games. He's on the Reds, who are now undoubtedly my second favorite team. After going who was to that? Team. Who was that? Aquino. 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 Yeah, there you go. Um, not on the roster. Not on the 30. Reds have a lot of outfielders. I get it to a degree, but that is why that's like Austin Riley if he wasn't on the Braves roster. No, no, you're right. I'm surprised. And he'll probably get added. I'm, I wonder, did they, uh, did we know how many they added? The Reds? Yeah. Uh, well, this is the 30, so I don't know that it's, uh, no, no. I'm sorry, it's the 60. Yeah, he's not, he's not there at all, I don't think. That's what I'm saying. Did they submit all 60, though? No, it, this is what it is. Sorry, I was right the first time. He's not on the 30, and that's definitive. He's going to be with the taxi squad. But it's okay. surprising to me he's not on the 30, uh, but they do have a ton of outfielders. Yeah, but not a lot of people announced at 30. I mean, yeah. there's probably something brewing there. We don't know. Nagging yeah, injury could be We're like a week into the season he's there. I don't – I don't – I'm actually now I'm curious. I'm curious about his arb time. I wonder if it's any sort of manipulation there. You're getting roasted in the comments about your hat. Now, this is a patriotic Yankee hat. And by definition, a Yankee hat is patriotic because it's named the Yankees. Thank you very much. You're welcome for no confederacy to begin with. They were named – you know, it's not named after that, but it's close there's, enough. There's even and a Fred Durst – there's a Fred Durst reference in the comments. That I'm okay with. <laughs> I used to have the actual one with the red hat and the white Yankee symbol. This is a specific 4th of July one because I hated the Memorial Day hats. I thought they were so ugly. Uh, yeah, I when I was in high school, sophomore year of high school, every day I wore the red Yankee hat, just like Fred Gibbs. Not because of him, but just like him. That shit is ugly. <laughs> I like uh, – you know what? Just for, Next week I'm wearing the blue Yankee hat. I could do the blue one. The, the, the red one is ugly as hell. It's great. It's very patriotic. I've also got the – see, I don't want you to think this was a giant shirt. I've got the Yankees right below it. That's disgusting. Red, white, and blue. Yeah. Disgusting. I'm more New York than you now. Yeah. Just for the sure. shirt. That's disgusting. <laughs> and more American. <laughs> so, uh, Depending on who you ask, Puerto Ricans aren't American anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. Go back to your country. Jeez. <laughs> so – um. Oh, we do have to pick on one guy before we get into the Yankees and Nats official matchup here to finish up the show. Our favorite owner in all of sports, Jim Crane. This fucking guy. He comes out. Jim Crane uh, plans on selling tickets to fans. He wants to kill all of you, whether you're a Nationals fan or not. Plans on selling tickets to fans this year. While Houston has, or, uh, Texas has 5,000 cases, and Houston's the epicenter of Texas right now. Dude, you got to give them the quote, the actual quote. 
I got, yeah, I have all of them. I've got to pull up as soon as I figure out how to use a computer. Because the quote is, is, is what makes it bad. It's a bad look. It's, it's, it's bent. It's, it's tone deaf. It's everything you, you know. Crane said an estimated $3 billion in losses for MLB during the shutdown while calling for fans to be allowed to attend games amid the pandemic. The only thing we have to do that can counter this is to get some people in the building and sell some tickets and some merchandise and some cold beer or whatever they let us have, Crane said. That is where Astros owner Jim Crane's head is at. While Texas has 5,000 cases, 4,000 hospital cases, and Houston's the worst out of all of them, that's where the Astros play. That's where Jim Crane's head is at. It's not in feeling remorse for the Astros scandal. It's not in safety for his players, fans, or anything else. It's in making sure we can sell beer to fans at some point because he's losing money. It's getting you idiot Astro fans in seats, potentially getting sick, making him richer. That's what your owner thinks about you, Houston Astro fans. Yeah, and if you're a, if you're a Brett Moore or a Brad, I'm going to butcher his last name, at Modal, Mole, Mole, I always thought it was Motley. Motley. All right, I'll go with that. That sounds good. Not maybe. Uh, if you're one of those guys who's been trolling me all year about the Astros, how you support everything about it, if you support him now, total hypocrite. Total hypocrite. Yeah. Jim Crane wants to kill all of you. Horrible. There's just times you need to shut up, and like I said, shut the fuck up. And that's one of those times. Just he's been he's been horrible throughout this whole thing, man. Yeah. His quotes, his his complaining of losing billions of dollars. He's just been brutal. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? He's saying what most of them are thinking. Of course, yeah. So that's what, the problem, what, though. It, when, like he's when we get these like fans, the teams would like to be cheating. He's he's not feeling remorse like any owner would not want to feel remorse. Now he wants to kill people. Like and we the get owners. the fans that that you know support them and say, "Oh, the owners are right." I want to just strangle those idiots. Yeah, I still do, even after the fact, just for fun. So, yeah, so we had to throw that segment in there. Jim Crane wants to kill you. That's the official name of the segment. Uh, so now we move into our final thing here. This is the most fun of the night because we're discussing actual baseball now for our final 15 minutes or however long this asks. However long we go. Yep. And that is that the Yankees and Nationals, as we mentioned earlier, they play July 23rd, Thursday night. I don't think we have an official game time, but I also, if I remember correctly, since everything is in the east, I doubt there will be anything past 7 o'clock. It's probably 7 or 8. Yeah. I guess what national. Day, what day is that on? That's uh, Thursday the 23rd. Thursday. Rob yeah. was asking if we're going to do a show game day. I uh, did ask that earlier. I meant to address that. Um, I have no problem doing Thursday night or Wednesday night now because my entire softball league got canceled due to COVID. Well, we have, to, we have other podcasts that the guys do, so we'll have to. Yeah, steamroll everyone. Uh, Wednesday's pretty busy for podcasts, so the Thursday might make more sense. I know we have pod jobbers at 8 o'clock, but we would be going earlier anyway. Or, or we could hop on like an hour before the game starts just to have some fun with it. That's what I mean. Like, we can go on at 6. doesn't affect pod jobbers at all, and it's before opening night. Exactly. Uh, Henry and I don't want to be with you while we're watching the Yankees anyway, so there you go. Yeah, um, they don't want to see that side of me. <laughs> yeah, it becomes psychotic at that point when I'm wishing death on like 14 people a night. So one day we will do a live game, though. The New Yorker, New Yorker comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when the New Yorker comes out. Uh, and I still owe Renee an explanation as to why I hate Aaron Boone so much. Also, before that game takes place, so we don't have that much time, Vince. Yeah, we'll we'll leave an entire show for that later. But anyway, Yankees Nationals 
Thursday night, 23rd. Rob, we are going to look into having a special uh, for that night so we can kick off baseball season. Yep. Make sure that there's baseball by then. I don't want the you know COVID conspiracy theorists coming out and, and yelling at me that I'm assuming there will be baseball. I am assuming there will be baseball. 5G. 5G. <laughs> yeah, we're probably related. Uh, Yankees Nationals, July 23rd at night. So here's the Yankee update. So we'll, we'll give like Not- a – John John says it's 6 p.m. Eastern time. We actually have pregame show. Is that what that is? He wants it. Oh, he's saying us. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Sounds good to me. I mean, we'll have to play it closer by ear. I I can do that. I don't think that's a problem. I'm totally with it as I try to charge my computer for some Um, charge. I guess we'll have to see if we're going to have one on that Monday or just kick it. Of course we will. Yeah, I don't mind. I was going to say, I don't mind having two that week. You have to we give the people will, uh, what they want. Yeah, right. All right. We'll have two. Maybe we'll have some guests, too. You know what I liked? I don't know if you guys have watched uh, a ton of The Audible, formerly Deep Thirds, but when they had that Super Bowl show, I, that was like one of my favorite shows ever, not just because I was on it, but uh, we had like we a had rotating guest. Yeah. I like that. So we may do something like that. Again, if you're interested in joining Dong City for an episode, uh, feel free to reach out to us, maybe for a night. I think I was drunk already too. I think you were based they, on when they had me on. I think appearance and overall and overall, and overall words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the night we had Aaron. We had an interview about socialism as she's walking back to her apartment. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? How did we get in? That's when I, that's when I sobered up. Just rapid fire asking her about Canadian policies. Maybe we'll do that again for opening night. So. Yankees update specifically. Aaron Judge, the site of much speculation because of this ongoing lung and, and rib cage and everything else thing. He is swinging a bat right now, and he is also running, which is a development I found out today as well. So those are both good signs. They generally are a precursor to actually playing in games and spring training or summer training is what's happening. Um, it's not a guarantee. No one has committed, not Cashman, not Boone, not the medical staff, not Judge has committed that he's going to be ready opening day in those words yet. Because he's not. My gut tells me he's going to, it's going to be one of those things where he joins like 10 days into the season. But This is what's going to happen. He's going to suit up. He's going to go out there. He's going to play four, five games. He's not feeling right. He gets an MRI, comes back, it's clean, plays another two or three games. Gets another MRI because he's not feeling well. Oh, he's done for the season with something that they didn't diagnose. Um, in terms of Aaron Judge update, I liked what we were having, which was no update. Tell me nothing about him until he's ready to go. Nothing. It actually the updates the part that worries me because he's swinging off a tee. I want I no updates when it comes to Aaron Judge. That kid is too talented. And we all knew that his size would present a problem, and that's what we're seeing. He's just too fucking big. Yeah. And I don't want to hear updates, especially after the last two years with the Yankees medical staff, where they tell you player A is healthy, and then in two days he's having surgery. I don't want to hear it. When it comes to Judge, I want no updates unless that man is 100%. Here's the other thing, and it's purely speculation. A few months ago, we were told he would be ready by summertime sometime. That's the only thing Cashman committed to. It is technically summertime as of about, you know, nine days ago or whatever, eight days ago. But I don't 
I don't see him two days from now starting to play in competition because of those words that he's hitting off a tee. If he was facing like a, in cages or whatever the case may be, I might believe it, but the tee bothers me. I don't think he's ready for spring training. And if he's not ready for summer training, then I don't think he's going to be ready for opening day. So that's kind of how I see it. Like you said, he's hitting on a tee, which means they're testing to see how the rib feels. No, it's multiple ribs, right? No, it's just one, but it's like the like bottom one or something and no one ever injures ever. So that's yeah, the cause so of the problems. There he's hitting off a tee. He's I guarantee you he's not giving it all. Right. He's hesitant. Then they're gonna go to some, you know, batting practice. It's just it's not a good sign. There's no way he's ready for opening day. Aaron Hicks, I do believe, will be ready. And we know Paxton will too. And Stan. First, he'll be the first player to ever have Tommy John and never miss a game. That's a cool stat that I will hold over my grandchildren's you, heads one you day. You know what's crazy? I wonder how that – I know you said the arm was about 80% a week ago. Um, he has a ridiculous arm to begin with. So 80% of Aaron Hicks's arm is about 120% of a regular person's yeah, arm. So that's like slightly above average. Um, I was, what is it, 105.3, that one throw yeah. one time? Yeah. You know, I, I'm just – I wonder what it'll do to his uh, arm strength. Yeah. Uh, there may be an adjustment period there for sure. But um, so, yeah, so judge speculation, he could be ready opening day. We don't know. Hitting off a tee. We mentioned Tyler Wade, Miguel Andujar. Uh, the interesting facts about them, they're listed as infielder and outfielder on the roster. Mm-hmm. I think personally – I, mean, I can't speak for Wade so much, but Andujar, I don't think ever sees third base this year. I think I he'll see first or left field, and that's it. And maybe so D. If I'm the Yankees, this is what I do. Miguel Andujar, this is Brett Gardner. This is your best friend. Get an interpreter. That's the person you're shadowing on yeah. the field, off the field, all the time. Uh, yeah, against lefties, Andujar is our starter in left field. And against righties, I think that he will spell Voight once in a, once in a while, and I think he'll DH and give Stanton a day off once in a while. I think that's what you're going to see from Andujar. His bat is too good not to play. Yeah, Tyler Wade, obviously more of a bench guy. I do think he'll make the team. He'll be, like we talked about, probably a very uh, specialized pinch runner for those extra inning games, but he'll mostly play the bench. He could play everywhere. So, you know, there's there's a market for that. Hopefully he hits. This is really him and Clint Frazier. This is, this is it. They're like 24, 25 years old now. So you be, you officially become a bust in my eyes, even in a short season. Um I have more. I have more hope for Frazier than Wade, and it's frustrating because you can see the talent. I only have more hope in Wade because his skill set. He doesn't have to be as good as Frazier to pan out. Like he's already good defensively. He's got speed. All he has to do is get an on base percentage of like three forty, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's a useful player. Whereas Frazier actually needs to be a productive hitter. And he has to be probably an above-average hitter because his fielding is below average. Yeah. And he can only play like one or two positions. So we'll see. Uh, neither of them have proven anything at this point. Um, John, our staff is giving a Mets staff a run for their money. It might actually be worse recently with yeah. diagnosing things. So that's why we're so low on them. Spring training games, Alan, uh, it's interesting. They said I think there'd be three that are potentially against other teams. The majority of these summer training games you're going to see are going to be intra-squad. Yeah. Uh, not have travel, not not intermingle with other rosters. But there, I think there could be three, and I think a lot of them are going to do it right before the season starts against whoever they're playing so it minimizes the travel. So, like, the Yankees spring training might be against the Nationals a few days before the season starts, something like that. 
Uh, Yankees, here's an interesting thing, too. Yankees signed Matt Duffy to a minor league deal. I think that's the Scooter Jeanette deal I've been calling for the last six months. Yeah, I don't like that only because Scooter Jeanette is out there. Right. I like Scooter more. Last I saw with Scooter, he was uh, looking for about five, five million a year. And I think that might be why he's still out there. But this is a guy who was hurt for one season, just like DJ LeMahieu was last year. Uh, By the way, going into last he, year. Here's why that Matt Duffy deal goes under the radar. Andujar is going to be playing outfield. Mm-hmm. Um, the, other, the other guy that I'm not too high on. Um, Urshela. Yes, Gio Urshela. I think he's still a question mark. Yep. Matt Duffy gives provides insurance for that. Duffy's or or is Urshela insurance? Uh, he's infield insurance. Here's the other thing too. Glaber's moving over to shortstop, and he's never done it for a full season. He's not doing it a full season this year either. But he's never done it as a full season. We don't have a proven. Tyler Wade's the backup shortstop, and not that Duffy can play short, but you can you can manipulate the infield a little bit with a guy like Duffy there. Um, and I'm okay with Tyler Wade playing short if he had to. Right. Yeah, me too. And Duffy is just – this is why I wanted Jeanette so badly. He is a veteran, full, productive hitter. He's a guy who can hit 300. He doesn't need to hit 30 home runs in this lineup. Uh, Matt Duffy puts the ball in play when he's healthy and does productive things. He's He does fundamental things. The Yankees need more of that. That's why they need it. And I wanted it to be a veteran, not some young guy who might be able to do that. And that's what they got. So it's Don't not – Don't get me wrong. I – I like the deal. I just wanted Scooter. So. I agree. I completely agree. Scooter is the better version of that. He's still out there. Some team's going to get him. Scooter's probably a money thing. So. Yeah, he's going to go. He's probably going to go to a contender, and he's probably going to have a big hit. I've said this. I said this. I said DJ LeMahieu was that type of guy. Game six of the ALCS, he proves me right. He has a big hit. That's the, these guys, you can see it from my life. I thought Michael Brantley on the Astros was going to be that guy. Um, he was a great, he had an MVP comeback player type season. It's, you can see these guys. This is the new market and efficiency in baseball. The guys who can put the ball in play, low strikeouts, they can hit for a little bit of power. They can hit to all fields. Those are the guys to me who you need one or two of those in every single lineup. And those are the guys who come through in the playoffs because you don't hit as many home runs and you need guys like that to move guys around the bases and get on base and not strike out and kill rallies. That's, that's Scooter. So someone's going to pick him up. Look at his runners in scoring position last year. Look at his strikeout numbers when he's healthy. Um, or two years ago, he wasn't healthy most of last year. Yeah. And that's, that's the profile. So hopefully Duffy's is a fraction of that, but you could have had the full thing. Didn't want to do it over money, which is weird to me because we're prorating money this year. But they're too busy firing minor leaguers. Can't get them all. So... Um, so the notable 60-man guys for the Yankees, again, we're talking Yankees-Nationals just because that's the opening day matchup. That's the only one we have right now. Uh, Chris Iannetta, something to look forward to. Him and Eric Kratz both made the team Yankees carrying six catchers on that taxi squad. Yep. So, And it's probably a reasonable thing to do with Kyle Higashioki being the – Higgy being the backup now that Austin Romine. Higashioka. <laughs> yes. Uh so Chris Iannetta, the reason I, I highlight Iannetta, not Kratz, is Kratz, first of all, is like 40 years old. But second of all, Iannetta actually, I think, has a little bit left. And I think, if I recall, he was having a big spring training. Kratz is, Kratz is that guy that's going to retire and immediately become a, a coach. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, without a doubt. He's a very smart player, huge for the Brewers in that postseason run. I really enjoy having him. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good he, – that's the type of guy, too. You know, he's not going to be on the roster with Sanchez, but just spending these next few weeks with Sanchez, along with the new coaches the Yankees hired for catching coaches, those are guys who can have an influence on that type of personality. Uh, Roselle Herrera, <laughs> interesting guy. He almost – he was giving away to run for his money in spring training at a hot spring training. That's a guy who almost definitely, I think, is now going to make the roster, at least while it's 30. He's on the taxi squad for sure. And then you've got some minor league guys, Vizcaino, bigger time reliever, Luis Gill, um, Medina. Excited, excited on Gill, Medina, and King. Those are the guys that I'm high on. Uh, Clark Schmidt, Debbie Garcia, and Esteban Florial all made the taxi squad. I'm surprised Debbie made it. Oh, I think he's going to be on the 30 at some point. I would. That would surprise As me. As a reliever, though. I don't think he'll be in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way he's starting. Yeah. I, Schmidt, to me, is the guy who might actually pitch for the Yankees this year. So, what's interesting, you didn't go through the Nats yet. No. Okay, go ahead. I've got a – my Nats are way more boring, but we can get to that now. Um, so, those are the guys in the Yankees. If you're not a Yankee fan, you probably haven't heard of half of them. The other half, if you follow prospects, you've probably heard of. Um, I'm not shocked by any of this. I do think Schmidt and Garcia will actually – play at some point the other guys I think are probably there for the ride um and then guys like Ined and Herrera with injuries will definitely play as well the Nats here's my takeaways yours are probably better than this uh Emilio Bonifacio I forgot existed he made the 60-man squads so that's why I'm highlighting him Eric Thames um, Bonifacio is Luis Soho man <laughs> yeah Eric Thames uh he's on that roster and Starlin oh. Castro that's just it. Eric Thames being on that roster is important because of what happened today. What happened today? Oh, yeah. So, the, the, right. I had originally Ryan Zimmerman. That's why, right. Ryan Zimmerman, and this is something we can touch on right now, Ryan Zimmerman, Zimmerman along with two other players, Joe Ross, his teammate, and um, Mike Leak of the Diamondbacks, all have opted out. Those are our first opt-out guys. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that, um, especially on teams that aren't expected to, um, you know, yeah, really they, compete. But they, Mike Leak, I understand. Um, you know, he takes care of his dad who was paralyzed in an accident in um, 2017. Yeah, and Leak wasn't guaranteed a rotation spot. So for him, I think the upside is definitely outweighed by the downside. Zimmerman surprised the hell out of me considering that he's one of those main cogs for that returning uh, national championship team. The only reason Zim – and they took him, by the way, because as, yes, as of yesterday he was on that roster, so they were going to take him. Yeah. He opted out. Um, he wasn't sure he was going to play this season. Like, he was contemplating retirement. So I think – I don't think he's ever going to play again. He hasn't I, don't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, he wasn't sure he was going to come back even before this happened. Now he's decided he's not coming back. I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's done. He, he might come back for like a day to retire. If that's the case, then he probably doesn't come back again, which means that they're desperately looking for a first baseman, which we can trade then Mike Ford. <laughs> they don't have anything in that in that system? Nothing anytime soon. <laughs> uh, Eddie, I don't think – I don't – so Eddie, records oh, – Time out, time out, time out. Yeah. Jacob coming in hot at the Cub fans. Yeah, we got a war breaking out in the comments. Woo! 
Jacob, Jacob, can we do a podcast on Cubs fans letting the Mets live rent-free in their heads? Woo! Now we know if CJ's still watching. I love it. He's going to come out with with a response if he is. I love it. Uh, Yeah, so, well, hey, we're looking for a Cubs fan and the Mets fan. You guys want to come on together. That's no problem. Jacob just threw his dick on the table and said, yeah. Eddie, I I don't think the records – the records to me won't matter as much as the team accomplishments. What I mean by that is if a team wins a World Series, I truly in my heart believe – they're going to be recognized as World Series winners 20 years from now. Um, I think that in the moment, the 60-game season seems very illegitimate. And I said it myself, I'm, the, you know, I'm not – this is my own feelings I've come around on. Now that I think it's going to happen, and especially at the end of the year, I think we're all going to just – everyone's playing the same amount of games. We don't need that large of a sample size anyway. I think they're going to recognize team accomplishments. I don't think you're going to recognize personal ones because I don't think that, that is too short of a sample size. You can't you – can, uh... You know, give me the whole at this rate, this players, you can't do that. Right. You Nobody's going to break away. home run records or RBI records or anything in 60 games. So it's not going to happen. Right. The only thing I can see is like batting average. Someone could theoretically hit like 405 <laughs> over 60 games. And I, and I don't think it would be recognized. I don't either. I, that's me is not, not going to happen, yeah. uh, which is fine. I mean, it doesn't, that's, it's not a huge deal to me. So, Look, let's be real. Whoever wins the World Series, you'll have 29 teams bitching that it wasn't real unless your team won it. Yeah, I'm already prepared for that. I mean, the Yankees are a contender. If they win the World Series, I know no one, everyone's going to cry about it like they do anytime the Yankees accomplish anything. So it, it's fine. You'll have 29 fan bases crying about the winner regardless yeah, of who we'll it is. We'll be accused of being grown men crying over things. So, uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, except they'll be the grown men crying over things. It just, they're it's They're going to call. The one they'll call Karen won't be me. Yeah, right. That's when the tables will turn. I promise you, whatever we've harassed you with about the Astros for the last four months, it's going to be a hundred times worse if the Yankees win the World Series this year. That's it. That's all I'm saying. So one thing we can touch on, I promised uh, Vegas odds next week, but we'll do it for Yankees and Nationals and and the contenders right here. We don't have to pick like whether or not we think they're going to reach it. I'm just saying – Yankees came out with Vegas odds today of 36 and a half as their over under. Uh, 36 and a half would mean 36 and 24 or 37 and 23. I personally had the Yankees like 34 and 26, so I might actually take the under on this. I just think that 60 games, I will say they were, though, they were 38 and 22 last year after 60 games, which I didn't realize. Um, because of the way the alignment's going to go, I think we'll face a lot more tougher competition. So I don't think we're going to steamroll everybody. I, yeah, I've got like 34 and 26. And I think that might be enough to win the division. Yeah. But um, we'll get more into that next week. But uh, yeah. that's where the Yankees were at. Those were second highest odds behind the Dodgers who were at even three. Right. I was going to say the highest, the highest odds are the Yankees and the Dodgers to make the World Series. Yeah, so Dodgers get a half. Let me rephrase that. Dodgers and Yankees in that order. Right. Twins and Astros both at 34 and a half. So there's a two game drop off after the Yankees. Um, we can talk more about them later. And the Rays at 34 right there, which I only included because that's in the division with the Yankees. The Nationals, who the Yankees were playing 32 and a half, which I think is fair because A, they had a terribly slow start last year, and B, defending champs. Uh, those guys got abused in October. I don't know if it's necessarily going to reflect like it did for the Red Sox immediately. 
but it will reflect at some point. And uh, I, I wouldn't, I think 32 and a half is fair. There's a ton of talent on that team. I just don't know if you're going to see it reach its full potential this year. What do you think on that? Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too keen on that one, honestly. All right. Well, I do. Jacob's uh, prediction will champions will be a team that no one expects. Like who? Give me, give me some names, Jacob. <laughs> I've seen the pirates floated around. Um, I don't, I just don't think there's enough talent there. See, here's the thing. They have to get through the playoffs to be a champion. Right. Like the regular season, yeah, there might be one, two, maybe three teams, maybe four teams with the second wild card who might make the playoffs who would have been like, no one saw that coming because of the short step. I, I think a team no one would – like a, a legitimate team no one would see. Um, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm more on the White Sox bandwagon now than a full season. Yeah, I think a White Sox um, – Padres – White Sox might get Rodin back, Rodon, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, Giolito is healthy. He was a little unhealthy going into the original opening day. And I think Kopik comes back at some point this year. I forgot about him. Yeah. If he you can get high. those three guys clicking, along with like Reynaldo Lopez and the other guys, if he has a big season – that's yeah. not a bad rotation. They already have a good bullpen, and we know that their offense is a ton of upside with the guys who are coming up. So here's the thing about the White Sox. Their Vegas odds as of the 24th. Yeah, Vegas hates them, right? It, it's funny because they have the same odds as the Phillies, so I think everyone expects to compete. Right. 30 to 1. And with, damn, so are the Indians 30 to 1, and the Cardinals are 30 to 1, which I think should be higher. Those are all good bets in my, in my book. Uh, maybe not. I, I like the Padres at 50 to 1. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good reach bet to me. But I don't, I don't think the Padres – I think some of the Padres guys like Paddock might take a step back in a sophomore year, whereas the White Sox, I think, have a perfect storm to actually perform really well in a small sample size. If it was a full season, I think a lot of those guys would have regressed to the norm. But you can get a Luis Robert hot or Eloy having a big – build up and like I said those there's at least pitchers in that roster who can get healthy and have huge upside and it's in the AL Central where you've got only the twins basically with any semblance of playoff contenders and the twins haven't done it back-to-back years they're they're they've got this on again off again thing going say that because they're in the top four which I don't necessarily agree with these odds uh Dodgers Yankees Astros Twins A's you know my feelings on the Astros this year. I think they're going to have a crap season. You hate the Astros, yeah. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I do like the A's to win the division. I don't think the Twins make the playoffs this year. I mean, Twins are not high on. I'm not high on the Twins when they win 100 games. I said, I told anyone, I had no fear of the Twins whatsoever when they were breaking the home run record and, and winning 100 games, didn't have a fear, Yankees swept them. I don't fear them this year either. Uh, I don't know that they're necessarily worse than last year, but guys like Jake Odorizzi and and whoever else in that – who did they add? They added someone, right? Some pitcher. Anyway. That Odorizzi, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, they, re, they he took the qualifying offer, I think. But – um, got Pineda. Right. They got Odorizzi. There's one more guy in there. Um. 
Oh, yeah, James has his top 400 players ready, so definitely James. James has been saying that since March. Claims it's ready now. He's been working on this forever. And James, I am I'm actually, calling you out. You're full of shit. I'm calling you out, James. Yeah, James, start sharing it or else it doesn't count um, in, the, <laughs> in the post. Oh, for tomorrow. All right, there we go. Um, yeah, so I, the AL Central to me is, is right. Kenta Maeda. Ah, oh, yes, Maeda. Maeda. I, he's one of those guys, he transitions to AL. I don't know. Yeah, they have uh, Barrios, Odorizzi, Maeda, Rich Hill, and Homer Bailey. And That's Odorizzi. a bunch of shit at the wall, in my mind. Four, yeah. five, and seven. Uh, I, I like Baumgartner. I like, I like Maeda. I don't like Maeda there. Right. I like, I like the Bumgarner and Wheeler signings to where they went. Mm-hmm. I didn't, whoever was going to get Maeda, unless it was like San Diego – I didn't like, and I don't like it because those guys leaving LA, <laughs> I don't trust that. And they're going to Minnesota, which is a pitcher's park, but now nothing's really a pitcher's park with the amount of power these guys have. Uh, so I don't like that. I don't think my is going to be this two ERA guy. I think he might be no, no, no. Four. I think he'll be a good pitcher. I don't think he'll be that pitcher that he was in LA. Right. So I, I don't think, yeah, he's not going to be on the radar, by the way. Who? He flew under the radar, by the way, in L.A. Maeda? Yeah. Yeah, well, they get two guys a year who do that. It was Chris Taylor, then Chris Taylor mutated into Max Muncy, and you've got, uh, yeah, Maeda just comes out of nowhere to post the Cy Young-type season. I feel like they had a rookie of the year competitor, like, for four or five straight years. Yeah, they've, like, doubled the Yankees in 2017, or 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Had had to give the year, but the Dodgers always, and it's always some guy who like is not touted. That's what's crazy. It's like their eighth best prospect. Uh, the Dodgers do well. They draft well. They develop well. Yeah. So and and that I fully buy into. By the way, they're gonna blow the shit out of everyone in the yeah. NL this year. They kind of have to. Yeah. So White Sox would be my. We'll get more into this next week. But White Sox would be if I had to pick one team, gun to my head right now, off the top of my head, who might benefit from the shortened season, probably them. But we'll uh, we'll discuss that more I next. I want to pick the Angels, but I can't with that rotation. I can't. I, I want the Angels will hit. The Angels are going to hit. They're going to score a lot of runs. I love the Rendon signing in the short term. He's like twenty nine, so I love it for like the next three years. With you needed to protect Trout with that type of bat. He's a great situational clutch type hitter, but they still don't have the pitching. Yeah, and, I love that. and that's not an organization where I'd be like they're going to change Dylan Bundy into some ace. Like I don't, I don't believe the Angels pitching any more than I believe the Orioles pitching. So I don't know. Uh, James brings up the Reds. I I thought the Reds were a playoff team before this, <laughs> so I don't. I the Reds think, were a World Series contender. Honestly. Yeah, I mean that's a legitimate rotation. It's a legitimate offense. I know they had weird home struggles last year, but they are very deep on offense, a legitimate rotation, and they are good in the back of the bullpen. They're not very deep. So maybe in that sense, yeah, shorter the season. Reds are, and they're also going to score a ton of runs. They have just hitter behind hitter behind hitter behind hitter. On yeah, I had Reds as a wild card. Uh, again, we'll get into the predictions, but I, I don't see that necessarily moving much with the Reds, the shortened season, the Indians, I can, again, anyone in that AL Central who's not the Tigers or Royals, I can buy, uh, I can buy benefiting from this. Basically, yeah. White Sox and Indians when I say that. So, yeah, we'll have to see. But um, yeah, next week we'll get it. We'll do, I, I think, Henry, a full predictions, all the playoff teams. Um, 
we can go through each division, do it that way. And we can get into the main awards, you know, Cy Young. Um, yeah, so let's put it out there now, guys. We're going to have a prediction show. If you want to be on the show, let us know. You know, we can give you a few minutes. Tell us what you think. If there's a division that stands out to you, let us know. Yeah, we similar to how the Audible's doing it. If you want to come on, talk about your division, we'll bring you in for that. Speaking of which, the Audible tomorrow night. Uh, there, it's a temporary Tuesday time slot. Special, special edition, special edition. Yeah, special edition tomorrow night. Uh, and then Wednesday, of course, you've got the lab and the step back double dose on Wednesdays. And then pod jobbers Thursdays, 8 p.m. So that's are what you've got to look for. Are we getting another live uh, lab? Ooh, good question. I don't know if it'll be, I don't know if they'll be together, but it, it'll, uh, it should be there Wednesday night. Um, we'll have to ask Matt Whelan and, and Johnny Gio Ortega about that, but Anyway, that's what you can expect the rest of this week. We have pledged next Monday prediction shows. We're going to talk about it. If you're interested in joining, let us know this week. And then, of course, as we move on towards the year, we'll start getting into more and more of this stuff. We should have schedules for next week, which is why we're doing the predictions. We'll dissect some of that. And we're going to – I said this back in, in March, but I'm saying it again. Then we're going to get into baseball. And we're going to have real games, and this show will probably transform a little bit as we uh, – as we actually have games to cover and stuff like that. We're predicting teams. We're predicting awards. And we're predicting all kind of quirky shit. Join us next week. Love the participation this week. Thank you for coming out, everyone. We will see you again Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time next week. This has been Donk City. Donk City, bitches. <laughs>